Welcome back to another beautiful Wednesday afternoon. I hope you guys had a wonderful weekend. I hope your Memorial Day was beautiful, and I hope your work week is going quick. At least it was shortened. So, um, yes, we are back with another short Reddit horror story, and this one has got everything that you would want in a horror story. It's got the horror, not the horror, the horror. It's got the gore, because I know some of you love and need that in your life, and it's even got a little bit of sadness with some mental health issues, okay? Now, before we get into this, welcome to the Rainy Day Horror Show. Welcome to the best horror podcast in the world, okay? Now, this story is called The House on Jackson Street, and it comes from the subreddit Scary Stories with the user John Westrick. So, shoutouts to Reddit and all of the people. So, shouts to Reddit, Scary Stories, and John Westrick for this beautiful story, okay? Now, we're going to dive right into it. The House on Jackson Street. I used to walk with her. Now I walk alone. We used to marvel at the beautiful houses together. Now I look down at my feet. Each home a grain of salt in the wound. Each house a reminder of what I lost. Even though it hurts, I still find myself continuing our walks. Sometimes pain is good. I'd rather feel the pain of her passing than not feel her at all. She's alive when I walk. She's the shadow that strolls behind. Though I can't see her, I can feel her. Her presence is like a windbreaker draped across my shoulders in a violent storm. The pain isn't gone, but it's bearable when I'm moving. I can't speak to her, but she's there. When I trip over a root, a hand steadies me. When I veer off course, I feel a gentle nudge. And every day, I end up in front of the same house on Jackson Street, a grand home. At least at one point, it must have been. The windows are boarded closed, the doors locked, beware trespassers signs are strung haphazardly across the tangled mess of the once impressive lawn. I feel her presence strongest here. It is almost tangible, as if she's hiding behind a thin curtain. I call to her, yet she never answers. I reach for her, yet I can never lay hands on her. It is here on my journey where my emotions get the best of me. Every day I come, every day I cry. The neighbors look at me with trepidation, but long gone are the days of me caring what others think. I stand there, an old man, face in my hands, and I weep for the woman I lost. Let them think what they want, but my Lenora was worth every tear. I feel a tap on my shoulder and look up to see the front door of the house swung wide. Light is pouring out of it, and there she is, my Lenora. I rush towards her and the gaping maw towards the woman I've lost. The woman who heard my cries and has returned for me. As I barrel forward through the brambles and overgrown weeds, I hardly am aware of the scrapes and cuts. 
nor does it bother me that I trip over a hidden bottle and go tumbling face first in the dirt. I sling myself forward with the stamina of a much younger man. And then, I am there, standing and touching distance from her. It's her. She's got the same strawberry blonde hair that always tended to leave me breathless. It's wrapped in a French braid with the daisy tucked behind her left ear. She looks younger by nearly 20 years. Her nose and cheeks are dusted with the fine layer of freckles. I began to giggle like a schoolboy as I remember I once tried to count them. 23 is the highest I got before I found my mouth on hers. And suddenly I have an inappropriate urge to pull her close and continue the kiss in front of God and all the neighbors. Shortly before I do that, she vanishes leaving me standing in the front door alone once more. I look around the hallway and noticed it's fully furnished. There is no dust or decay. The parlor is in perfect condition. Even more shockingly, I hear someone playing the piano. It's for release, and I can recognize that sound anywhere. Lenora was playing it the day she died. The Turkish rug leading down the hall looks familiar. The pattern of the wolf howling at the moon. The picture of the ship sailing in rough seas. I know it. I walk forward, no longer in control over my own body. Instead, everything begins to flash in front of me like a movie. I see my own hand reach for the gilded doorknob. I know on the other side of this door is a set of stairs that leads to the great room. Still, I don't remember. I can't remember. They threaten to come back, but I don't let them. I don't want to remember. I'm back. Oh God, have mercy on me. I'm back to the day my wife died. I come to this conclusion even as my own treacherous hand throws wide the hallway door. I fight for control. I do everything in my power to not see. My eyes fling wide and I look to see the back of my sweet Lenora's head. The damned daisy still perched behind her ear. She's playing and she doesn't know I've arrived. I know what is coming, but I don't want to. Yet those damned feet, those mutinous motherfuckers keep pushing me forward. First one step, then two. Before I know it, I've scaled half of them. Now I can see her back. She's in a flowery dress with what looks to be hummingbirds sucking at the honey. Furalise is ramping up and the song is nearing its climax. And then I see it. Him, to be precise. He's lounging in my chair, drinking my whiskey, with his shirt partially unbuttoned. Rage, white hot, fills me once more. I look to the left and then to the right, and that's when I see my cavalry saber hung on the wall for decoration. I can remember the outcome, yet I can't force myself to let go of its hilt. My hand turns white from grasping it so hard. 
There's nothing I can do to lessen my grip. I see myself marching up behind her, sword held in one hand. Fur release climaxes as my arm swings. I strike her left shoulder blade and with a discordant whine, the music stops altogether. Inwardly, I scream. I curse my God's damned temper. I watch as she slumps out of her chair. Without a second glance, I am charging the man just beginning to look up from his comfortable spot in my seat. My blade penetrates his abdomen. He lets out one streak before my second swing catches him directly in his throat. I am appalled at the blood spurting from his nearly decapitated neck. My hands are scarlet. I feel wet stickiness oozing down my face. Yet, I can't control my own limbs as they swing and swing and swing, chopping the man into kindling. I try to close my eyes, but they won't, so I see his hand go flying. I watch as his innards come bubbling out of his abdomen. I split his head like a grape and watch his brain matter leak out of the side. To my dismay, I hear a gurgling sound coming from behind me. I turn, knowing what I'll see, but powerless to stop it. I look to see my Lenora's face looking towards me, trying to speak. Blood bubbles drizzling out of the side of her mouth. I don't need to hear the words to know what she's trying to say. Please, no more. Pity fills my heart and my own eyes refuse to cry. Please, don't do this. I scream at myself in vain. I watch as I slowly move towards my former wife, letting the blade carve a wicked groove into the marble floor. With no mercy, my arm swings the blade up once, then twice, then three times. Then all goes black. Finally, I regain control of my limbs and body. I look up to see a vandalized great hall with a nasty groove in the marble floor. And there, my chopped wife laying on the floor, looking up at me with dead yet still very much alive eyes. I see the monstrosity of my late wife clamber to her feet. Her left eye slides out of its socket, running like egg yolk down her face. Black putzel blood leaks from her wounds. Her right eye locks with mine, and in a slobbering wet noise, she said, I will never let you forget what you did here. Jail wasn't enough for you. You didn't stay your hand, so even in your Alzheimer's, I won't let you forget. Same time tomorrow, honey. And that is the end of the story. I hope you guys enjoyed that story. That one was actually really good. I like that story. Not as good as um uh, the burger one. Burgeria. Happy McMeals. That one was still probably top of the list for me. But yes, this one was a very good story. Um, what else? 
I'm trying to think of what else is going on in my life or for the channel. Um, oh, I just want to say, um, starting, so I'm going to switch these Reddit horror stories from Wednesday to Tuesday at noon. And then on Thursdays, I'm going to do like a horror movie breakdown and give you guys thoughts on like some horror movies you guys should watch. And so those will be coming out probably around Thursday at noon. I still got to kind of plan it out. I don't know if I'm going to do it this week, maybe next week, but definitely the week after. So, yeah, that's all I really got. Um, Then we got same time, Sundays as usual, between 12 and 1. Certified bangers of an episode. That's all we release over here. And, yeah, no. Work's going fine for me. I hope work's going good for you. I hope you're making all of the money. All of the monies. And, I mean, it's summertime, so get out there, you know, be happy, you know, if you're depressed, sad, or whatever, reach out, don't be afraid to reach out, because mental health is serious, but, go outside, go to the lake, you know, have some fun, be summer, let your childish tendencies take over for a few hours, you know, it's okay, I know I do that all the time, alright, and also, don't forget, Okay, to go to Ghost Jewels for the best, perfect gothic jewelry made out of 925 silver. Um, it is also produced in the UK, so it's really cool. Trust me, you'll want it, alright? Just go to ghostjewels.com, and if you want to buy something, use code DUSTY, all caps, and it will give you 50% off, which is bet, which is really really good because most places only give you like 10 15% off so you want some new jewelry which I know you deserve go to ghostjewels.com use code dusty get 50% off all right um also give your family a good scare just scare them just scare them because they yeah they deserve it just a good old scare see Halloween is come early bitch and then scare them or what you could do is take a book out of Saw, and what you could do, now, this would have to be built up over weeks, and it's going to be really, really smelly, so what you could do is take all of the drinks out of your fridge, I'm just giving you ideas here, alright, and then you put a pitcher, one filled with apple juice, and then another filled with piss, right, and just leave them in the fridge, and then have like a little sign that says, let's play a game, one of these is filled with piss, and one of these is filled with apple juice, and just see what happens. Alright, but you have to make sure to get rid of all the drinks in your fridge, okay? So, that's just a little idea, alright? Now, I'm going to let you guys go. Have a wonderful rest of your week. Tune in on Sunday, because we're going to have another banger of an episode. Don't know what it's going to be yet, but I'll think of something. And, yeah, alright? Remember, stay frosty, stay foxy, and most importantly... The most important thing is to stay safe or you'll be in one of my episodes, okay? All right. I love you guys. Deuces. (laughs)